Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Yeah, it was great. Uh, great route by Rashad. Great catch. Uh, Pirate made a great call. So it was, you know, we thought we threw the touchdown. I didn't see the the one we hit to Chris. And then uh, I thought I threw it in about a quarter of a second. I was like, how's there a hole? I told her, how's there a hole? I, threw, I caught it and threw it. And they put us back on, I think, the 15 and then still found a way. So it was a... Uh, you know, great team win. Yeah, we've been pretty good in the, uh, you know, no huddle two-minute drills. And, um, you know, that um, a lot of games come down to those types of plays. Our guys made them. You know, at the end of the day, our guys made the plays this week. And Mike made plays. Chris made plays. Cade made plays. Rashad made plays. Lenny made plays. Uh, Julio made some great plays. Everyone contributed. So um, it's a hard, hard team to beat. And, um, you know, just glad we won. It was a, you know, they got a great defense. They played us. Very physical like we thought. You know, we made some mistakes in there. But, uh, you know, we made enough plays in the end to win. It's so fun when in year 23, Tom Brady can experience a first. So we could experience a first as football fans and watch him come back from 13 down in the fourth quarter for the first time in the regular season. Of course, Falcons fans know that he's done in the <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, this is going to be a fun show because all of us are here. All the brothers are here. Uh, Michael Holly, welcome, and Mike. your usual, Mike, your, welcome. your regular, your regular, yeah, exactly, your regular host, Michael <laughs> Holly and Jim Trotter. Uh, good to be a guest of the show. Love what you guys do. Just figured I'd come and hang out. You know, and just want to be a part that. of the conversation. Uh, we got a lot to get into today, but Trot, Michael loves to tease me about my keeping receipts. So here's another one. Um, we ranked our quarterbacks in the offseason, and I still had Brady number one coming into the season. Um, he obviously hasn't been the best quarterback in the league this year, obviously, right? But last night was an example as to why I said he's the most dangerous guy with the ball in his hands. The Saints saw it last night. The Rams saw it early in this season. Uh, when there's time on the clock and he's within striking distance, if he's got the ball, you're nervous. So I'll ask you this, Jim. Like, they're going to win this awful division. They're going right. to get the, the home game that comes with it. How dangerous can Tom Brady and the Buccaneers be in the playoffs? Even if it's just for that first home game, that second game, I look at the other teams and their unproven quarterbacks in particular with five games left in the regular season. I'm like, man, the Bucs ain't got to catch fire. They can just be competent on offense. And if the game is close and that guy's got the ball, I wouldn't want to be on the other side, Jim. No, it's funny you mentioned this. Um, Michael Holly and I had this discussion last week, I believe, when you talk about receipts. And I said to him, the Bucks are a team that when they get to the playoffs can win a game. And yeah, okay. when you have time, Tom Brady behind center, and I didn't say they could make a deep run, but I said they could win a playoff sure. game. And we talked about the teams that have been 500 or sub 500 as division champions that have actually won a playoff game. And so, yeah. You know, the interesting thing about last night was we've seen this before. Go back to the first game, and, and I don't mean to bring up bad memories, Michael Smith, um, but the yeah. first game against the Saints this year where Brady dropped that perfect oh, I'm pass, good. you know, <laughs> well, late in the I'm, game. I'm from New Orleans, but, but I, 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 I gave up that narcotic a long time ago, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. But he dropped one on them late in that game after playing, and the team had played terribly for much of that game. They get down the fourth quarter, need a play to be made. He dropped it in perfectly. And then we saw last night, same thing. The, the one thing I will say about that game last night again, and I mentioned this in my feed, that game was, was a reminder of the truism to me about professional football, that more games are lost mm -hmm. than they are won. And the Saints lost that That's game good. more than the, than the Bucks they won totally it. Did. So they totally did. That's my point on no, that. I, yeah. What 100% agree, um, but instead of Tom versus time, Michael, it's really Tom and time is what Jim and I are talking about. If he has time, yeah, and you got Tom Brady, it's a problem. And to Jim's point, if they can win a playoff game, they can yeah. win two. Like crazier things have happened, Michael. Like no, I mean, no, nobody's. But, you know, but here's the, thing. here's the thing. Why can't they? They can't win one. They can't win one because oh, they can't here, win here one game at home. Here it is. Here it is. Like. This is this is this is becoming a problem now. I, I, I respect Tom Brady. You know that um, I love him. 
I appreciate you. Don't put me in this position, Tom. Um, team's not good. It's just not a good. It's not a good football team with Tom Brady, uh, with with Patrick Mahomes, with Josh. Not Allen. right now. They're they're not good. No, they're not going to be good. It's not. It's not going to happen for them. They're, they are. No, no, no. A, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not saying they transform into not, some juggernaut. I'm not saying they transform into last year or even before, Michael. I'm saying if they are good enough on game day, is all they got to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you go like right, to win one game. this is what I'm saying. To win one, to win or, one and then it's just I don't to like win, them to win one playoff. Win one game, one game more than one. It's, it's but a playoff. Mike, check it out. Hey, you're talking about right now. You tell, you're right asking now me, play, you're asking me. I think the Cowboys. I think they will play the Cowboys again. The season that started there. I think they will play the Cowboys. Okay, who you right, know okay. I love, but it's not. But it's not yeah. beneath the Cowboys to collapse. Let's just call it what it is. Here's the, the rest Cowboys of the quarterbacks in the in the conference. Kirk, on Kirk the Cousins, Vikings. But check it out real quick. Kirk Cousins, Vikings, who every game is a, is a heart attack when they play. Brock Purdy's Niners. Daniel Jones is Giants. I love him, but Geno Smith Seahawks and maybe Taylor Heineke's Commanders. That's funny. I mean, funny. if the game is close and you got this no, you're guy. Funny. I, hey, Mike, hey, as Michael Smith, Michael Smith used to say this. Do I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you why you're funny. I'll tell you, yes, you do. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim, I'm going to tell you, Michael Smith used to make this little, he had this little put down line he used to have. He was like, you know, unfortunately for you, I listen to what you say. That was his little thing. <laughs> unfortunately for you, I listen to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, you're trifling. You're trifling, Mike. You ain't right. So, anyway, I listened to you just yesterday. Just yesterday, mm-hmm. talking about you talking about Brock Purdy's Niners. Yesterday was oh, yeah. like, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah, who the quarterback I did. I did. is. This team is going down in the deep thing. Okay, look. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Here's where y'all right. sleeping. Different, different, day, sleeping. different a, argument. You're right. You're right. I'm going to take a big leap here, though. I'm going to take a big leap, and Sunday will determine it. Okay, if they lose on Sunday, I will back away from it. But I'm looking at Steve Wilkes's Carolina Panthers. Don't laugh. I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers, who are two, who are two games behind the Buccaneers, but mm-hmm. own a victory. So really, a game mm-hmm. behind the Buccaneers when it really comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they've got they've got one team with a winning record left on their schedule, and that's on Sunday against Seattle. So they got another game with Tampa on New Year's Day. Uh, they've got the Lions, I who like I respect too. Uh, hey, look. I, like I think team. the Panthers, I think on New Year's Day, that game is going to mean something for both teams, for the Panthers and for the Buccaneers. It may be for the top spot, hey. for the seventh win. It could be the seventh now you, now you, and deciding win try, for the, try, for the division think, title. Try to, I, I think he preached to the choir. I, I saw him in Atlanta, and I said it after that. I did, that team that team fights. They got an identity, Try The Panthers. Look at that divisional record. Look at the divisional record. Yeah. Mmm. Don't sleep on no, it. No, 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 no. I, I feel you on that. And I've said this before that I think Steve Wilkes has done a tremendous job down there, at Carolina, in the short time that he's had it. And I know that David Tepper, the owner, said that Steve Wilkes would have to do something incredible, basically, to be considered for that job. I think David Tepper ought, ought to take a long look at Steve Wilkes, um, regardless the way he has gotten this team to play, the changes that he has made, both on his staff and in terms of his roster, shows me that he has the respect of the folks there. The players are playing for him and they are not an easy out. So now I can see what you're saying there, but all I'm saying is I still think Tampa wins this division. And when you have Tom Brady, a quarterback, and again, alluding to the fact, you know, that that Michael, you know, um, um, what he pointed out, you got a chance. You got a chance. Yeah. Hey, um, real quick, kind of related to Brady, biggest development in the NFL today. There's already the Brady watch about who he plays for next year. And one of the teams that's been listed because of the connection to Mike Rabel and now former Titans general manager John Robinson was the Tennessee Titans. Like this was mind blowing. Tell my life comes at you fast. Mike, I know you've known John Robinson for a while. I literally yeah. introduced myself to John Robinson at Lambeau Field a couple of weeks ago. And this is a team that year after year leads the league in games missed due to injury or players used. Let me get this right. 66 and 43 since 2016. 48 and 29 since Vrabel took over in 2018. Titans are 75 about to win that division again. So everybody instantly points to AJ Brown cooking them Sunday. 
as wow. the re, as the impotence for him getting fired. Well, thank you, because I was gonna say that seems awfully knee jerk and emotional, because yeah. like wouldn't that record buy one grace, Jim? Like, let, yeah, he screwed up trading AJ Brown. But if you were gonna get mad about it for trading AJ Brown, you should have fired him the moment he did it, or not let him do it. But when AJ Brown does AJ Brown things, now you're gonna like fire the dude who won 66 games since 2016, Jim? No, I, look, I, I'll say this to you guys. I don't like to speak on things when I don't have, um, when I haven't spoken to people who who know what's going on. So in this one, this one caught me off guard and I have not had a chance to talk to folks yet. But speaking to your point, it would be ridiculous to fire a general manager over one personnel move like that with the success that this franchise has had under John Robinson. So there has to be something more because this makes no something sense deeper. to me. Yeah, yeah it, it really deeper. doesn't. Yeah. Just on the surface, it makes no sense to me. And the timing of it makes no sense to me. So that's why I'm saying there has to be something more here that we will find out about later. But I have not had a chance yeah. in getting ready for the show to make calls on that yet. You know what, uh, uh, Jim and Mike, let, let, let me, let, I, I know exactly. I love it. How about that, Mike? He said, I'm not, he goes, I'm not in the habit of speaking of things that after no. have, if I haven't talked to people. Like, listen, hey, listen. this is what we do. Hey, we do all there are jur- <laughs> Wait, right, right. There are journalists and there are talking heads. The journalists say what Jim Trotter right. just said. Right, talking heads right. be like, we hey, everybody needs to be fired. <laughs> Come on. Let me, I'm going to Amy Strunk. I'm going to everybody, the whole organization. I'm tearing it down. <laughs> okay. Right. But, you know, I, I'll tell you, I want to speak to the timing, though, brothers. I really do, because uh, Jim, it's an excellent point, as usual. Look, uh, when I had an opportunity, and Mike mentioned how I've known John Robinson for a long time. Think about this, this. Uh, unintentional general managers think tank that I was a part of uh, right around 2002-2003. So I had an opportunity to, to do a book uh, on the Patriots for a long time, but I was in the, I was in these scouting meetings. Think about the general managers who were in those meetings. Uh, to my left was Thomas Dimitrov. Across the row, you had John Robinson, you had Jason Light, and at the front of the room, you had Scott Pioli. So there's, there's a bunch of Super Bowls, a bunch of, uh, you know, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, big brains uh, in that room. But the timing is, is significant because I was in there in December, the you know, first, second week of December when they're really starting to hone in on putting the board together. It's the first opportunity, first of many, to do that rough draft of, hey, here are the college players that we like. The players, the players out there versus the players on our roster. The scouts are coming in from uh, all over the country because they live in different parts of the country, but they're coming to the headquarters to kind of tell the general manager this is what we found, and they're collecting information. So this is a major time for for yeah. scouts. Yeah. By the time the Super, right. you get to the Super Bowl, that work, a lot of the work is the foundational work is done. So it, it's really point. shocking. It would be like Great point. it really would be like firing. Um, a firing a head coach for the December stretch for, you know, hey, you, you've got a winning record. You got your last four or five right. games before you really right. start to make a run. There's yeah. something, uh, something doesn't smell right here. Didn't it, and, and didn't right. it just give it an extension? Uh, I may be wrong on that, but uh, anyway, February. we got to go to break. Yeah. Uh, well, it's February. Yeah. Okay, yeah. February. So we got, yeah. we have another, uh, we have another journalist joining us. <laughs> your bison brother, Steve Weiss, is going to fall through Jim Trotter, and now you're going to go four wide here. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. My calling is not built on a location. It's built on a destination. Now, that was good. You're supposed to clap for that. <laughs> Darn it. That was good. You're getting some of my good stuff. We just, we just getting started. I already went in the bag, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so you got to understand. So when I get back, there ain't going to be no hats, no meetings. There ain't going to be no hoodies on and no meetings. There ain't going to be no phones. I wish you would bring a phone in my meeting. There ain't going to be no earrings in the meeting. Everybody's going to look like everybody. I'm coming. It's going to be a different place, 
a different feel, a different attitude, a different energy, a different work ethic, a different want, a different hunger, a different desire, a different need, a different capacity. It's going to be a different reach. I'm coming. All right, there is a new sheriff in town. His name is not Reggie Hammond. It is Deion Sanders. Um, <laughs> listen, this conversation has been uh, fascinating, to say the least. This family conversation has been fascinating, to say the least. We appreciate all your views and all your comments on our YouTube page. Keep them coming if you want to see Michael and I's discussion from yesterday. But this conversation needed to continue, and we felt like who better to continue this conversation than our Huddle and Flow brothers, Jim Trotter, <laughs> Steve Weish, two of Howard University's <laughs> finest. See, Michael from Park, no, Park, Park, the real, Point Park College. The real HU. The real HU. The real HU. Michael Holly from yes. Point Park College and me from Loyola University. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> sort of, you know, let's be on the peripheral of this conversation, the perimeter here. Okay, we go into a couple of HBCU brothers here to, uh, to break down this Deion Sanders <laughs> situation further. Uh, let's start with you, Steve Weish. How do you feel? Just having processed this over the last few days, Dion's move to Colorado from Jackson State. And how do you feel about the conversation yeah. in general around it? You know, I love it because, you know, it's emotionally stirring. There's so many people who are invested in a million different ways in this, right? So I think that's a good thing. And I think that's part of Dion's reach. I think that's part of Dion's polarization because so many people are, are so invested. Um, I get it. I, I hate that he is leaving jackson state in terms of hbcus and, I, and i'm not speaking from personal perspective I'm speaking to other coaches at hbcus athletic directors administrators and students they love the attention that dion brought to jackson state and to other hbcus right and they love the fact that enrollment is up that admission applications are up athletic donations are up and a lot of that people will cite to Deion Sanders. So now when he ghosts, everyone's like, well, wait, I, I thought he I thought he was all in. I thought he was swack. You know, I thought he was down with all of this. Um, when a lot of us probably knew that Dion wants, you know, I, he's got bigger visions, right? He wants to be a coach at a big time program. Colorado's not going to be his last stop if he's successful there. He's going to try to get to the NFL. And so He's got bigger aspirations. I think those of us who love the attention and some of the successes he brought to HBCUs really wish that would continue. I, I just, as an HBCU grad, I just don't want us to sit here and say, well, now that Dion's gone, things are going to go back to what they were, that things aren't going to be good. Someone else can step in there and win, and it's up to the rest of the other HBCUs and us as HBCU alumni to continue to try to drive all these companies that got in and TV networks that got in because the attention Dion brought. Hey, keep up that energy. I mean, it just oh, yeah. doesn't end just because Dion went to Colorado. You know, I, I agree with much of what Steve said, but here, here are a few things for me. Number one, this whole conversation I find to be interesting and a little bit funny to be truthful with you because this discussion about Dion leaving and whether he should have left or, or if he was going to leave, it says to me that you got hoodwinked in the beginning if you thought Dion was going to be at Jackson State for very long. Right. He never hid the fact that it was going to be a stepping stone for him. Now, he comes out and mm -hmm. said it was God that led him there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And if you bought into that, shame on you. You know, he's doing what right, any good. Jim, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. no. He's convincing. No, you, you know, no, I'm sorry. Shame no, on you. No, no, <laughs> Because what, 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 what did my Angelo say to us, right? If someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. What have we seen of Dion from the very first time that we got to know who he was? He was about two things. He was about Dion and he was about money, period. So in this case, we knew he had been looking at Florida State long before Jackson State came along. He couldn't get that job. So you knew when he got to Jackson State, it was going to be a stepping stone for him. In fact, before he ever even got through his second full season at Jacksonville State, I'm sorry, at Jackson State, what did he say to 60 Minutes? If somebody else comes calling, of course I'm going to consider it. You'd be a fool not to. So he told us what the plan was, and now we're acting like he didn't tell us. So from, am I mad at him for going to Colorado? No. What I do want to see, though, is this, to Steve's point, 
is now are all of these media outlets and these companies, were they just there for Deion Sanders or were they truly there for the HBCU experience and what that all is about? And that is what I want to see. That is what I want to see. Yeah, right. you know, Mike, is this uh, Mike? Is this about Dion though? Is it really about Dion, or is it about some something larger? Just the way we do no. HBCUs. It's, a, I, well, it's I, not I, even I, about HBCUs. It's about. Well, it's about ask, I'll, I'll just answer your question real quick. It's a, this this conversation well, is fascinating. I'll give it right back to you. This is actually about black people. This is like you talk. You used the word yesterday, right. Michael. Projection. There's a lot of people projecting yeah. how they view the black experience onto this particular situation. You were saying. Ooh, that's. Yeah, no, I, my question is this. Okay, so Deion Sanders, and we know what he is. Jim, you're right. I mean, he was like that as a player, too. Remember, hey, they're going to have, I'm going to cost so much, they're going to have to put me on layaway. This was before <laughs> he was even drafted. Yeah. And so right. he went from it, he yeah. went from Atlanta, he played for Dallas and San Francisco in back to back years. You know, he's playing, he's playing football and baseball because he has the opportunity to do it, and it, it, it's good for his platform and his profile. So, that's that's who he is. I got it, and I enjoy it. I, I enjoy Deion Sanders. Sure. But are we saying that if another coach, so if 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 you're a coach and you go to the next coach goes to Jackson State, and they can they have another undefeated season, second undefeated season in school history, and and kids are excited, and alums are excited, and that coach goes to Oklahoma State, that coach goes to TCU. Is that a sellout move or is it a sellout move because Deion Sanders because I don't think it's a sellout move at all. By the way, that's that's my position. I don't. Yeah, yeah is yeah, it? Yeah, is it? Is it you can't go? Don't use us as a launch pad. Is that is that the commentary or is it? Oh, Dion, you we thought you were different and you're just like everybody else. Mike, where do you stand? I'll, I, I want to get on a sellout theme, but I want to go back to Steve or Jim and see if they want to get back in before I do. So Steve, did you want to get back in? Well, my, well yeah, my, my thing is this. You know, all those folks calling Deion a sellout, if Buddy Pugh, the legendary coach of South Carolina State who has filled the NFL with talent players like Shaq Leonard, you got a kid coming out this year with Javon Hargrave, if he got an opportunity to go someplace else, do you think he'd say, no, I'm good? If Eddie George, who's at Tennessee State, Gets an opportunity to go someplace else. Are people going to call him a sellout? Bubba McDowell. Look, there's a lot of NFL dudes coaching at HBCUs that people don't know about. Bubba McDowell, who played in the NFL, is the head coach at Prairie View and is turning around their program. If he gets an I just opportunity, saw Hugh Jackson. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Hugh, 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 yeah. Hugh Jackson and Grambling. But I mean, Hugh's had his taste, right? Hugh's, yeah. Hugh's been there. But I mean, if Bubba McDowell, someone who's who played DB at University of Miami, who who played in the NFL, if he gets a chance. To go, is he a sellout? I mean, I think it's because of the magnitude and the gravity of Dion's profile and the fact that he brought so much attention because of who he is to Jackson yeah. State's program and won there while we're questioning his, his brotherhood, his commitment to HBCUs and black people that is driving so many people crazy, especially in the aftermath of him bouncing. But Steve, I don't think it's just about that. I think it's also about the way that he came in and what he said. And what did he say? He was going to do all of these different things for Jackson State. He was going to do all these different things for HBC, HBCU football, that God had led him there to make this bigger impact. So I think that's where the, the, the this discussion about sellout comes from. For me, I don't buy that at all. I think it's silly. And I think also it goes to a broader point here about the media's coverage of this. For CNN to have Bomani Jones on this morning and put up on the Chiron, they're discussing about whether or not Deion um, Sanders was a sellout. That's the media mm-hmm. playing a role in this and creating a narrative as well. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A huge a problem. Thousand percent. Yeah. So from that standpoint, so, but I, so okay. I, I think part of what's going on with Deion and this discussion is he came in and presented himself as one thing instead of simply saying, I am coming in here to do the best job that I can for Jacksonville State or for Jackson State. I always want to say Jacksonville, Jackson State. Artis Gilmore, Gilmore in Jacksonville. I know, I know. (laughs) And whatever happens after that happens. But that's not what he said. So, but what what, what didn't he do? I I just, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, and Mike, I'll just I'll just ask this question. You don't have to answer it. I just want to throw it out there because Jim, you made a reference to it a couple of times. He said he was going to do all these things. One, did he do those things? And two, uh, you know, God can lead you somewhere. It doesn't mean that you're led there. Any any good uh, black Baptist preacher can tell you, hey, I'm just here for a season. They love that. <laughs> then, they, then the offering comes around. Then the offering plate comes around. Hey, this is yeah, your but, season. But that's what it was. He didn't, he didn't want to say he was going to be there for a season. There's a blessing. What was going to happen? There's God's a blessing in the room just for a season. <laughs> There's well, a blessing Jim, in the room. Jim, There's an anointing based, in the room. But based, on, <laughs> but based on what you said earlier, Jim, it, it kind of talked out of both sides of his mouth in terms of selling, hey, we're Absolutely building something did. special here. But as you yes. said, he was on record always as saying, you know, if somebody comes calling, I'd be foolish not to listen. So he wanted it both after ways. He got and the we job. can't have it both ways. After he got the job. After but check he got this the out. Job, this is, a year and a half that, after. That, that, that word sellout. I want to I stay on that word sellout for a second because. That's what I, I came here today, but we joked about it during the break. Like we all have fun with me and my, my schedule here. I wanted to do the show today to listen to you two. I wanted to hear y'all on this, so I will try to be brief with my commentary. Likewise, um, likewise. I, I used the word disappointed yesterday. I'm going to use that word again today in a different context. I'm disappointed at how divisive this conversation is. Like we're having a family. I'm not talking about on this show. I'm talking about among black people. If we're having a family conversation, we should be able to have an honest family conversation without taking it to extremes. Deion Sanders does not have to be a sellout. He is not a sellout for making this move. And we don't have to be crabs in a barrel for finding the move to be disappointing. And there's a difference between being disappointed in him leaving and disappointed in him for all the reasons you laid out, Jim. A, we know who Dion is. B, Dion don't owe a damn thing to anybody but Dion and his family. And that's good. Great yep. for Dion. Great for yeah. him for, 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 for being on the come up. But again, I want to talk about the come up. And I want to talk about the word hate because that word gets thrown around a lot. Oh, you a hater. Why y'all hating? Why you hating? This, I, I think I know I speak for all of y'all. This ain't hate, it's love. I love Dion Sanders. I love this for him. I loved what he did at Jackson State for us. I love this move for us. I loved what he did at Jackson State so much until I hated to see it end so quickly. Let me say that again. Dion won't preach. I can preach too. I love what he did so much until I hated to see it end. That's the only hatred in my heart. I got no hatred for somebody doing better in themselves. But let me talk again about that word better. Look, maybe Dion was bored. Maybe he had done enough there and on the field and off the field. Maybe he did everything he thought he could do at Jackson State. Maybe he hit that ceiling. Maybe he was dominant and he, you know, turned it around. Maybe that's how he felt he wanted a new challenge. Maybe it's just as simple as a new challenge. But my issue is, and Jim, you mentioned it earlier, about a big-time program, an opportunity come calling. Again, my disappointment is rooted in me thinking that Dion was in the process of making Jackson State a modern-day Eddie Robinson grambling state, a powerhouse in and of itself that, that, that was not seen as a stepping stone. That, that was the destination. You know, he said, my, my calling is not a location, it's the destination. I thought he was making Jackson State a destination, and that was no. exciting. And, and that, well, but again, shame on me. Like yeah. you said, shame on yeah. me. For, but, but, but for the last three years, to all of y'all point, it was a destination in a way that it hadn't been for top recruits, right. for mainstream media, for 60 Minutes, for all of those people who were paying attention who still need to be paying attention. That was exciting. And for me, it's just I, 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 was, I, was, in, I was enjoying this and enjoying this run no matter how long it lasted, and I was, I was sad to see it leave. My main thing is, look, we can't also forget, and I'll say this last thing and then back to you, Steve. For as much as Dion did for Jackson State and HBCUs, and he did a lot in a short period of time, he did a fantastic job. I don't want to keep talking about all that Jack Dion did for Jackson State and miss what Jackson State did for Dion. A made him a head coach. B gave him, him an opportunity. At Jackson State gave him an opportunity, but not That's just it. that. He, yes. he he added to his brand yes. and his legacy by being yes. at that university That's that people right. like Walter right. Payton 
uh, and, 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 and Jackie Slater, those people like that, that they that they built that university. Okay. And so him being there that added to his legacy and his brand that he was at an HBCU doing it big, bringing prime time yeah. to a place that had been overlooked for far too long. People like like Steve and Jim constantly talking about HBCUs and fo- HBCU football huddle and flow. Jim constantly bring and, 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 and see constantly bringing coverage of HBCU prospects to places like NFL Network. Deion Sanders was amplifying amplifying that work. He was on the front lines of complaining about the lack of black players being drafted out of HBCUs. And so my disappointment stems from the fact that it was over. I thought it was the beginning of something special. Maybe I was wrong for mm. believing that, but it was so fun while it lasted. I'm not I don't hate Deion Sanders for, for, for it's the beginning a of something special. No, I, it is I don't, the beginning hate, of I don't something hate special. For, I don't hate him He's for making a better move. I hate that that is the better move. I hate that it is seen as the better move to go to Colorado. One someday it's got somebody got to be where no Jackson State is the move. And I thought that's where we're headed with this with him with Travis Hunter. It was like a change. It was like a sea change. That's what I expected Steve. That's what I was. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's a, and that's a, that's a fantastic point because you know, we especially like Jim and I HBCU graduates and we see the alumni that we put into the workforce and we see distinguished alumni coming back like at our university. Felicia Rashad is the Dean of the School of Arts in the Chadwick Bozeman building. She came back, right? Because mm-hmm. Howard is a destination point. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, for you to want to say this is a destination, I, I think we all want our HBCUs to be a destination point because there is a, an enlightenment going on, again, with high school students applying to HBCUs instead of PWIs. Knowing what HBCUs are, see how many people outside of a lot of black people, white people, had no idea that Jackson State to Jackson, Mississippi? Right now they do. There are people there with that JSU logo, right? Because of what Dion did. But I'm so glad you said what JSU did for Dion Sanders. Jim knows this. There are four Pro Football Hall of Famers from Jackson State. You mentioned Walter Payton, uh, Jackie Slater, Robert Brazil, and Len Barney. Okay, they were there before Dion got there. No one better ever forget. Big Cat John Merritt, one of the greatest coaches ever, came through Jackson State. So many people came through Jackson State. We have to understand that this existed before Dion got there. It will exist after he gets there. Let's not think that this is a big puncture in the balloon of that university, of that program, or HBCUs. It is a puncture in the moment because of what you just said so eloquently, Mike, of just the excitement and the energy that Dion brought to the SWAC, to Jackson State, and to HBCUs. Mike, what you wanted, I believe, is is what we have at Howard. We have Larry Scott, who what? Was offered the job as tight ends coach on Nick Saban's staff, right? Yep. And this is when Alabama's, Alabama's at the very top. And what did Larry Scott say? Nope. Nope. I want to stay here and make a difference with these young men at Howard University. And I think that's what you and others wanted out of Dion, particularly after the way he came in, is to say, mm-hmm. there is something here that I'm going to plant roots and build. But that was never what Dion was about. And so I, I don't have any problem with him going to Colorado. I don't have, have any problem with him going from 300 plus thousand a year to 5 million a year or whatever it is. Um, look, okay. if it betters yeah. him, it betters him. But my whole thing, like yeah. with many things is, and this is just me as I get older, and just tell me straight up what it is, right? And then let me make my judgment on how I feel about it. But when you come in telling me one thing, and then your actions reflect something different. Now I got a problem with it. Because now looking at you a little sideways, man, you ain't real. You ain't right. And there may be some well, who feel that about Dion. Yeah, but Dion's I, I think real. there's an opportunity. Dion's real. Yeah. No, yeah, he's real so in the city. He is all about Dion and all about his money. Well, He's real in that I mean, way, if that's what you but you know, I, I think I think Mike said it very well. There doesn't necessarily have to be an either or, and there can be a level of disappointment without rejection. Uh, there can be a level of disappointment without uh, dismissal. So look, not Deion Sanders. That, oh, I'm just saying this overall. I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing it, Jim. Yeah. I'm just saying overall, like this conversation can be that. I think there are two things that that Deion Sanders his his decision kind of opened the door for two things for somebody else. 
<laughs> okay, one of them is one of them is one for one. One of them is just like a whole system uh, has been exposed. So the, the opportunity for somebody else, Deion Sanders is saying, uh, well, we thought, some of us thought, because I'm with you, Mike, I thought so too. Okay, I, I'll say, I didn't say that yesterday, and I'm just saying it now. I thought uh, it would last a little bit longer, maybe a decade. I didn't think it would be a few Ooh. years and then out. But, but somebody else could go to Jackson State or anywhere else and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do here. I understand uh, what the assignment is, and I am here, uh, not not for the money. I'm not here as uh, to to launch on into another program. I don't want a Power Five, Power Six, whatever it is. I'm not trying to coach in the SEC, Big Ten. I want to be right here, and I want to make I want to make the swack something that I'm a part of for a long time. That opportunity is still there, even though Dion's gone. But here's where's here's where the system is broken, fellas. Deion Sanders in three years went from Jackson State to Colorado. One of the rare black head coaches in 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 college football that we right. grew up first watching HBCU on TV. Coach. I think he's the first HBCU the very first okay, one so, was the very first African-American head coach at Division One, and that was Willie Jeffries. Right. Who went okay. to Wichita State. Wichita State. 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 He recruited me at Wichita yeah. State, okay. so thank you, Jim. But but the point is, the point is, that opportunity is there. So look, Colorado found him. He found Colorado any way you want to put it. Colorado has put out for black coaches. They have not been successful there. Uh, they've had, this is He's what, the fourth in a row? Straight I think third or fourth in a row for Colorado. Right. So, hey, black coaches are there. Don't tell me athletic directors. Don't tell me programs around the country. You can ask. You should ask. And let Larry Scott, let the Larry Scott say thanks, but no thanks. Let somebody else say, let Eddie Eddie Robinson Jr. say thanks, but no thanks. But that ask has not happened in a long time. And that is a broken part of the system. And that's that's something else to celebrate. I. I raise my hand like we in church, the Baptist finger. I'll let somebody else have the last word, but I do want to say this at the risk of being repetitive. Um, my mom often told me, right before she smacked me across my face, it's not what hmm. you say, it's how you say it. It's not what you say, Watch it's how tone. you say it. I want to revisit something I said yesterday, and I heard it in a clip we played, you know, top of the show. It, I think, and Michael, you even told me at the time, you said, that's not fair. When I said, He's less interesting to me, and he's just another coach. I'll try to say that again, because I know what I meant to say. Maybe I didn't say it effectively. What I, I mean is, okay, well, thank you, Jim. Mike Loxley at Maryland, or Mel Tucker at Michigan State, just to name two, they're changing lives, too. They're impacting young men, too. They just don't have the cameras around them all the time as black coaches in pow- at Power 5 schools. Okay. What I meant was that now that Dion is a Colorado coach, a power five coach, a mainstream coach, if you will, that now he's competing with everybody else and he's doing the same job, not the same way, but doing the same job. Whereas at Jackson State, as we've all talked about, he was doing and building something special. He was forging his own path, a different path for modern times. Somebody with the wattage, not the experience, he didn't have the track record when he came there, but with the wattage, the name brand, the the name value, all that kind of stuff, uh, the attention of Deion Sanders coming to HBCU and building a powerhouse, that was the the, the road less traveled. And that's what I mean when I say about what what Jackson State did for Deion Sanders. Because I, I don't know, we talk about the attention that we want to keep on HBCUs, if Deion Sanders had started his coaching career at Jacksonville State, I don't think 60 Minutes is doing a story on him. I don't think we're talking about Deion Sanders, the head coach, but for the fact that he was doing it at an HBCU. So that's what I mean when I, when I, when I said yesterday, he's less interesting. He's always going to be Deion Sanders, and he will continue his ministry at Colorado. But it was something special about what he had. And as they say, don't be, uh, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. 
I'm, I'm glad that we had those three years. It was a fun ride. It was fun to watch. Like I said, my disappointment is rooted in that it just didn't last longer. Shame on me, like I said, Jim, for thinking it was ever going to last longer. Anybody else had anything else before we roll the music? I just wanted to clarify. I'm glad you got what I was saying in the first place, Jim. Apparently, I was hating. No, no. Just uh, saying that it ended. That's I, all. Hey, no, I, 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 I understood uh, completely what you were saying. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. No, I just want to say, man, this has been so good. that There are fish dinners on sale downstairs in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it is we like got a bake a bake sale really? in the fellowship hall. <laughs> we got a bake sale in the fellowship hall. <laughs> exactly. Some lemon meringue. You got, some, you, got some, you got some bread. You got some bread pudding too. Some bread pudding. <laughs> That's some right. sweet potato pie. <laughs> Not pumpkin pie. Yeah. Sweet potato pie. Yeah, sweet potato. Some red Kool Aid, right? And some red Kool Aid. I appreciate y'all. No, man. some hey, Hawaiian, hey, some hey, Hawaiian hey, punch. Hey, some hey, Hawaiian Michael, punch in the can. Yeah. Real quick, do you think Dion, before he goes on the field to Colorado, he's gonna say, "Play my song," and they drop my hitter? <laughs> or uh, what was this song? Must be the money. Was that was that Dion? That was his song. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. 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 How about that? He, he was up on the dais. They had believe him. They had Coach Prime up there. Him. They had it on the placard. Coach Prime. Did y'all catch that at the press conference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I told you early on that they said that peace through strength and our strength is our great military. But now they're bringing pronouns into our military. They're bringing wokeness into our military. I don't even know what the heck is a pronoun. I can tell you that, and I'm sick and tired of this pronoun stuff. What I want our military men and women to do is to be at war fighting. Um, there's a war going on outside. No man or woman uh, is safe from right now. Uh, it is run off yeah, me yeah. in Georgia. Please, please. Please vote for Raphael Warnock. Fellas, once upon Jesus. a time, a black man could not be ignorant publicly and be proud of being ignorant. Now, if you uh, if you put your right agenda, you ain't got to know what a pronoun is, Jim. <laughs> and you can be proud of not knowing what a pronoun is. <laughs> look at Jim, the look on your face. As long as, as long as you work for it's priceless. You ain't got to, you, you, ain't got to have a, you can be proud of being ignorant. Unbelievable. What we could, oh, God. Go ahead, Jim. No, I can't. I, I don't have words for it because it's so serious. Yeah. And um, the consequences are so potentially so dire that yeah. to have this idiot, you know, out there, um, just man, we're in a bad place. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. anything re- revelatory here. We are in a bad place as a country that the, this is the type of individual some folks want to send out to represent us. Yeah, that we're even that we're even at a runoff stage. Yeah, I yeah, just, and, you know, yeah, it's deep. Him. It's deep too, because you know you think about this. Um, you know, somebody. I, I, was, I was reading an article the other day, and the way the writer did a great job, and I can't remember who who wrote it in this way. But think about this phrasing. This phrasing really was uh, really a, a, allowed you to see how rare this opportunity is. And the writer said there have been two thousand men and women who have served in the U.S. Senate. In the history of the country, and eleven of, the, eleven of them have been black. And I, I mean, mm. if you think about it that way, two thousand senators, eleven of them have been black. Mm. And so, really, what we've kind of gone away from because of Herschel Walker's kind of strange comments and his uh, contradictory, just to say the least, contradictory and hypocritical statements, is that you have in the Deep South, you have two African Americans running. From different parties for this this coveted Senate seat, but that's not really the focus. The focus is how do we get into this position? Because one of those one of those people, one of those men, is qualified to have the position, and the other right. one, it clearly is not. And I just it, it, it's not even about um, like we should be having this conversation. It should be a celebration. 
of hmm. a Republican. Right. It, right. it should be, but it's right. not. Two because they're people. not yeah, no. because yeah, right. because there's right. an imbalance. Yeah, two black people, sure. and it's yeah. fine. We know there are black conservatives. We know that. Right. Right. It's we fine. They're black conservatives. If he wanted to be conservative, that's one thing. But like he's just yes. an idiot. He just it just goes to but, show. Right. You 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 ain't got to be qualified if you want. If you, you can be you can be really really wrong if the right likes you. Um, let's bring in somebody with boots on the ground right now, providing election support on runoff day. And that is uh, award-winning freelance journalist and political strategist Dawn Montgomery. Dawn, tell us about what you're doing to make sure <laughs> we can stop talking about Herschel Walker as a U.S. Senate candidate and go back to talking about him as, thank goodness, Jimmy Johnson traded him from the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that that's the case, and thank you for having me on. But one of the things that we've been paying attention to here um, around Metro Atlanta, I want to clarify Metro Atlanta, not just the city of Atlanta, but the metro area that includes other cities and count certain counties in that area, um, is that we've been paying attention to long voting voting um, poll location lines. And also there was one particular county, Cobb County, where um, absentee ballots didn't make it to certain um, voters. So we're trying to make sure that those people don't have any troubles when they show up to any polling location around Cobb County or in their particular area today so that they can make sure that they can cast their ballots. Our prayers are with you and we are grateful for the work that you are doing. We are short (laughs) on time. We had some difficulty kind of getting you checked in. So we want to give you the floor because we because we know that you have been letting these tweets fly about this Deion Sanders situation. So the floor <laughs> is yours. Um, well, first and foremost, you know, I'm so grateful that th- the university itself, Jackson State University, was capable of giving him the environment to come straight in as a head coach with no college football experience, um, but to come in and directly run a program from proof of concept um, and try to prove that he can do this on a whole nother level. Um, so shouts out to Jackson State University. My biggest thing is that I want the narrative to now shift more towards how HBCUs continue to support us, continue to support our people, continue to give us an opportunity to get to the next level. And, and you know, when you do get to the next level, one of the biggest things that they tell us um, as people who support HBCUs or and or alumni is come back and show that support, show that love, make sure that you're donating to the universities. And as far as I'm concerned, I think that that's the biggest thing that's being lost in this conversation is how Jackson State University's president, Dr. Hudson, how he has literally allowed, you know, Dion to come in and do this proof of concept at this university and in their program, athletic program. And the AD, Ashley Robinson, was very supportive as well. Honestly, and me, this is just me speaking from my own sports media um, background and experience. I just don't see how another university would have been able to do that for Dion without getting upset with some of the things that he was doing while he was there. So shouts out to Dr. Hudson, as well as the AD at Jackson State University, Ashley Robinson, for making sure that they could provide an environment and a platform for him to be able to get to the next level. John, real, real quick. You didn't um, make in the we, last, oh, sorry. In the last conversation, yeah, we only, a point. I just want to remind you of that. Yeah. We, we only got about 30 seconds left here, but real mm-hmm. quick, as a, you are closely tied to, obviously, Jackson State. Um, and I just wonder what your thoughts are on the way he left the program in terms of not addressing folks, not showing mm-hmm. appreciation for the opportunity mm-hmm. that he was given. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? That was a major slap in the face. And it was one of those things where, again, these people gave you the opportunity to to do the things that you're doing and to get to the next level. And all you did was stand on a stage and quickly tell people to wrap things up. All you did was try to rush the process. And this was a championship game. This wasn't no regular home game. Like, this was a conference championship game. So you couldn't just give just an, an extra hour at that to try to address the black press, the black media that have been covering you from day one since you rolled in, you know, with your Cadillac and the band and the music and all the things. And then you walked out very quietly to go and go sign your contract before you could get on the private jet to get to Boulder. That's not cool. It's disrespectful. Hey, Dawn, I wish we had more time with you. Come back again real soon. Please Uh, come back. Is that is that a Walter Payton sweatshirt you have on? Oh yes it is. Oh yes it is. Oh man. <laughs>
Oh, Yo, nice. and, I ma- um, and I made sure that I posted my peach. So <laughs> I need, I need that. I need the plug on that. <laughs> got you, got you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Five seconds. We should have just taken an extra five. And yeah, don't, don't, hey, don't. Thank you so much. We had it with two, two, but come back again. Like seriously, like, yeah, thank yes. you. And I'm serious. Uh, I really do want to know you got that sweat. Cause that, is that him in a Jackson State uniform? Yes, it is. is that, yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that is sweet. <laughs> sweet man. Okay. No pun yeah. intended. Right? Thanks, guys. I yeah. appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Don. No problem. Thanks. Bye. All right. We'll say goodbye. Are we even coming on camera? We're coming on camera? All right. Try, yeah. Okay. All right. We need a we need a quick we need a quicker animation that gets us off. Something that doesn't require to be, you know, like there's just a wipe or something. You know what I mean? Like that one where we're standing up against the wall, even. Like it's something that just. You know what I mean? Like the one we have feels like it takes a while to get us off. You guys should do on something like this, do a whole show dedicated to one issue. Oh, we can. We pretty much. Hey, Michael, Jim, appreciate y'all letting me crash. Thank y'all for letting me join the show today. Hey, Mike, come back, man. Come back anytime. We appreciate having you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.